Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next speaker, we have Patrick Duong. Patrick Duong is an entrepreneur, CEO of the Talent Evaluation Group, a motivational speaker and author of a new book called Don't Change, Just Get Better. Patrick, thanks so much for being on our Gifters podcast, where your story is a gift to the world. Thank you, Chris. It is an honor to be on your show, and uh, I definitely admired your work, Big Game Hunting, and everything you've done. Great. Have you actually read that book? No, I just purchased it, and I will soon when I'm traveling. <laughs> Great. So just so that the listeners know, I wrote this book, a number one bestseller on Amazon. It's called Big Game Hunting, Networking with Billionaires, Executives and Celebrities. Patrick's a big fan of Elon Musk. And so the whole goal of the book is, how did I convince Elon Musk, who's worth $20 billion, come to the worst part of town in LA, where he came with his security detail, where he changed his schedule around, and I interviewed <laughs> him for a half hour, paying him $0. So the book is really about how do you access the most powerful people in the world, and more importantly, how do you make a difference? Because he came to inspire homeless kids that I mentor, and so that's just as a backstory. So Patrick, this podcast is really about sharing inspiring stories and i always ask our guests to fill out a survey so for those of you listening if you're interested in my podcast make sure when you come on this thing at least for now this iteration is about filling out these questions because your story is quite unique can you just kind of share with our listeners what you had to deal with growing up and to come to this country the u.s and where you are now as a successful entrepreneur absolutely thank you chris and so just for your listener a little bit about myself in a nutshell uh, my mom and I, we were immigrants from Vietnam. Uh, we became refugees to the Philippines when I was three years old. Um, we came to America in Dallas, Texas when I was four years old. And when I was five years old, unfortunately, I was given up for adoption. And so from there, I was raised in a foster care um, about 800 miles away. Um, the woman who raised me, her name was Irene Hayes. And uh, I call her my mama. She was African-American, and I grew up in Memphis from age 5 to 12 years old. And then when I was 12 years old, I actually reunited with, with my biological mother, uh, only to run away from home when I was 14 years old. Uh, with that being said also as well, I want to include, I was also born with a disability. Uh, I was born cross-sighted. So... You know, my childhood was really rough for me, and then I got into my teenage years. Um, you know, I was pretty much, I would say, a little bit of wild. I ran away from home from Memphis all the way to Dallas and to where my landing spot was in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I was a troubled teen. I had my son when I was 17 years old, Chris. And two days after I turned 18 years old, I actually went to work in sales uh, for a health club chain. And shortly after that, you know, I kind of move up the chain. I started as a towel boy, went into sales. By age 19, I made six figures working in the fitness industry. By age 21, I was making a quarter million dollars. By 25 years old, I became the youngest vice president of the company. And by 28 years old, I became the senior vice president of the company. We grew the organization from 80 location uh, with my departure. I count 600, and the iconic health club today is what we know as LA Fitness. When I had left LA Fitness, I started Talent Evaluation Group, and really to kind of give your viewers an idea of what Talent Evaluation Group is all about, um, 
you know, we're a small private equity consulting firm. Uh, we now have seven employees. We pretty much provide more than just contingent workforce needs. We offer long-term cost-effective solution matched to client specification. Also, in addition to that, our team of professional, they're well-trained. They provide superior assistance to each candidate employee. And they pretty much match the respective needs of the business of the company that we're doing business with and the employee that we're looking for the job placement. That's great. I mean, your, your story is a perfect example of how like you look at a Steve Jobs who was adopted or even a Jeff Bezos, which many people don't even know. I was just reading about Steve Jobs biography and, and his, his actual name is like, I think, Abdullah something or other Jandala because his birth father's name is Jandala. His, his father was Syrian. Right. And Jeff Bezos, same thing. Bezos is a right. Cuban name. But for you, having a similar background of having all these various challenges, but what do you feel if you had not had those challenges, would you have the drive you have now? Would you have the discipline and the deep passion that you have now if you had not gone through so many of those challenges growing up? Great question, Chris. And so, you know, I was very fortunate two years ago to have the book deal. And so my book is called Don't Change, Just Get Better. And, and the little, you know, subtitle to that was, you know, why adversity caused people to break and others to break records. And I, nice. think to answer, and I think to answer your question is, yes, I think adversity builds character. And it really shows you what you're capable of. I mean, we all go through some tough times. We all have a story to tell. But my question is to everybody who's listening right now, bad things happen to good people, but what are you going to do about it, right? Now, how did you deal with that? Because again, when you're younger, when people are in struggles, it's easy to look back and say, okay, you're a successful business person now, Patrick, but there are people listening right now that are going through some stuff, right? And it's easy for us to say, you know, I'm quite successful, you're quite successful, but I wasn't always this case. So what do you feel you can share with the listeners from a more practical standpoint that allowed you to get through some of these deep valleys in your life? Please. You know, I definitely want to give credit when credit is due. Um, you know, Lewis Welch and Chin Yi, so Mr. Welch and Mr. Yi, the owners of LA Fitness, you know, they took me in as a boy and they raised me as a man. You know, they are incredible. So to get the message out there to answer your question is you got to look for mentors. You want to use the work of others, you know, and really for me was, I didn't know any best. I didn't have a mom. I didn't have a dad. I didn't know it all. I wanted, I was thirsty for information. And so I was very fortunate to be a part of a small organization where we grew to where the owners became multi-billionaires and mentored me. That's phenomenal. And what are specific qualities that you feel that they had that you admire the most? Oh, I love their die hard, never die, never quit attitude, you know, and they also taught me to always use adversity. You know, they said that the price of progress is the pain of change. And they taught me to never to be afraid of change and to get 1% better each day. So 100 days later that I am 100% better, hopefully. No, that's, that's a great way. I mean, especially when you're doing LA fitness, it's like actual physical thing where if you get on the scale and you weigh a certain amount, if someone said, okay, just lose one pound a week, perhaps or one pound a day. But I think that's a great advice because so many people that I meet, they're like, Chris, I want to be a speaker and get tens of thousands of dollars per speech. I'm like, okay, but have you <laughs> got paid a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars? Like you have to start somewhere where you can't just start saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to do 
100 push-ups today, Christopher. I'm like, okay, you can try that, but you probably won't succeed. So I just appreciate how honest and frank and articulate you are, Patrick, with some of your struggles, but also with your successes. Now, if you were to start off beginning what you know now, um, you're pretty much saying, okay, find a mentor. And was it a calculated choice to get into sales or was that more of a go with the flow type of thing? Because sales for me is so important. I remember one of my colleagues, his name is Caleb Madox. He's a, I think Caleb, Caleb Maddox, him and his father, they travel around talking. And when they had this heart to heart, Caleb, I think is only about 16, 17. And Caleb says to the father, what's the last thing you would say to me if you knew you're going to die tomorrow? And his father said to him, master sales. Mm. And Caleb was like, wait, are you serious? Like, that's what you're going to tell me if that's the last <laughs> Master sales, because everything in life is sales. We don't like to think of it that way. But if you understand the psychology of sales, if you understand how to persuade people, that's how nations are moved. But that's also how nations are destroyed. And for you, was it something that you intuitively knew or you intentionally focused on sales? Uh, great question. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I love sales. And, you know, to me, I always felt like I've been in sales my entire life. If I may, I'll give you a short story, okay? And so I remember when I was about 12 years old and we were in the sixth grade and my teacher, my science teacher, her name was Miss Gould. She came to us to announce that, hey, sorry, you know, throughout the year, the school didn't raise enough money to, in order to allow the kids to pretty much uh, attend the end of the year trip, right? And she said we were short by $2,500. I was 12 years old. <laughs> I, grabbed, I grabbed 20 other students. On that same Saturday, we each grabbed a bucket, a towel, and soap. We held a car wash on a Saturday at 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. We raised $4,500. Damn, so, that's a lot of cash. <laughs> right? We're 12. So I love sales because to me, sales, it's whatever you put into it is what you get out of it. It is the highest paid hard work or the lowest paid no work, right? <laughs> it, is, it is up to you. It is up to me. It's up to the individual if they want to hustle, bottom line, you know? That's such a great advice. Now, let's not gloss over the fact that you convinced 20 people, not two or five, what was your pitch? Do you even remember what you said to 20 people? Did you have like a lollipop? It's like, hey, I want to give you a lollipop if you help me. Clean. Like, do you remember what you said? Well, I'll be quite honest with you, man. I just wanted to go on the trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you had that motivation, right? But I'm just curious, like, what did you say? Do you remember? Well, I think I just saw so many disappointments. So many kids that were disappointing, uh, disappointed in the classroom. And I just walked out. I didn't really like that feeling. So I figured I wanted to do something about it. So sales, just do something about it. It's supply and demand. And, you know, worst case scenario, the car wash wouldn't turn out great. And fortunately for us, it turned out incredible. But do you remember what you said, though? I'm just curious. No, I didn't give them an option. I just made them do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you're my troops. I'm your general. Let's go. Well, I'll share one specific thing because it's true about sales. So when I was 19 years old, I was in college. And at the time, I was pre-med. I wanted, to, I wanted to, to volunteer work at a doctor's office. So what did I do? At the time, there were actually phone books. So I literally cold-called nice. 19 doctors. I cold-called them, and all of them said no except for two of them. One allowed me to volunteer. The other one turned out to be the wife of the doctor. 
Mm. And she literally gave me the job on the spot. And she said to me, she said, Christopher, you called up, sounded so confident, stated your name, stated where you go to school, and you asked what you wanted. So I'm giving you this job because you had the assertiveness and courage to ask what you wanted. Now, I'm letting our listeners know, this is what Patrick did. Even though he doesn't remember what he said per se, but I wanted to kind of like see if he can kind of share with us. But if he's like, well, I just, it wasn't a choice. So what I'm hearing is that when you're a man of such conviction and passion, people get excited because people want to be led. People oftentimes is what I call have a bad life and bad stands for bored, aimless, and distracted. In Patrick's case, he was so excited and perhaps sad that he didn't have this trip that he pretty much did what many leaders do, which is he had this fire and passion. You can hear in his tone of voice that he's like, we're doing this. And so people are like, okay. So I want to just really stress that point And I want to highlight that point, Patrick, where it seems like you have all these amazing gifts. And I don't want our listeners to not know how gifted you are by pointing out the fact that sales is powerful, having that sense of leadership is powerful, but also how you share your story about how you had all these low notes and now you're doing amazing things, but also your sense of, appreciation because I meet a lot of people, Patrick, I've literally met billionaires and celebrities like Paris Hilton and Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And some of them say, Oh, I did it by myself. And like, that's not the most genuine thing to say because someone at one point helped them. Right. They didn't take the time. In your case, you openly said, I want to thank two people. I want to give them credit, but that speaks volumes to your character. Now, again, I'm pointing out these things to you, Patrick, so that our listeners, because the whole point of this podcast is to teach listeners how to be entrepreneurs, and you teach them by giving them specific examples of people like yourself, Patrick, who are able to articulate your thoughts. I just want to, again, I didn't want to gloss over that point. Now, going back to your book, if you can share, because we only have a few minutes left, if you can share three specific points from your book that our listeners can say, damn, Patrick, thanks so much for sharing those three points on Christopher's podcast. Absolutely. Number one, you don't have to be great to get started but you do need to get started in order to be great. Nice. I like that. Can you say that one more time? You don't have to be great to get started, but you do need to get started in order to be great. So for your listeners that are out there right now, whatever it is that they want to do with their family, with their career, financial goals, if they want to start a business, I say just do it. You know, don't second guess yourself. You're going to learn as you go. Number two, the price of progress is the pain of change. You know, the only one on this earth that I know that accept and like change is a baby with a wet diaper. <laughs> right? Great, great visual, Patrick. Thanks so much. I was getting all inspired <laughs> and you're like, oh, this baby with a wet diaper. Okay, whatever. But anyway, go on, please. You know, the evolution of change, you know, don't stand there and wait for the world to come to you. You have to adapt and you have to go after it. You know, don't strike. Well, you have to strike in order to make the iron hot. You can't wait for the iron to get hot. Makes sense? That's awesome. Yep. Number three, just get 1% better every day. And what I like to include in there is that 1%, it could be mentally, it could be physically. Because if you get 1% better each day, 100 days later, my question to your listener is this, where will you be? You know, first start with your health. I am huge on health and wellness. You have to take care of your body. You can have all the money in the world. You don't have your health. You have nothing. 
That's great advice, Patrick. We're pretty much done with our time. How can our guests stay in touch with you, Patrick, and learn more about your services or your inspiring story? Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. They can hit me up on LinkedIn, first name Patrick, last name Duong, CEO, Talent Evaluation Group, and they can connect with me and go from there. Thanks so much, Patrick. Have a great day. Hey, thank you, Chris. I appreciate everything.